Welcome back to the Dynasty Tailgate Podcast, a college football podcast getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. Week zero is upon us, and I am way behind on these uh, previews for the season. So we're going to, you know, believe me, your feed is going to be having a lot of college football coming up in these next uh, couple days and within the next week because I have a lot of different position groups to get to. We did the quarterbacks already. Our number one quarterback, Caleb Williams, plays this weekend, which is really exciting. So you have a chance to check out USC versus San San Jose State. Not a lot of games this weekend, and it's actual football that actually counts. So, I mean, that might be an incentive to watch. Um, But, you know, I'm going to be watching either way. The number one quarterback of the draft is playing, so – you know, it's kind of my like duty, I guess, to watch just because I, I need to see him in action. But today we're going to be talking about running backs. And before we get to all of that, though, let's tailgate. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the running back preview for the 2024 NFL Draft. Um, before we get to that, though, uh, the Senior Bowl watch list dropped today. And, oh my lord, there are a lot of players on that list that I'm excited for this season. Uh, I was kind of talking about it last week with the quarterbacks, but there's like been like a bottleneck with like the extra COVID year. They kind of changed the rules around to where you can um, extend your playing career. Well, we've kind of reached the end of the players that could do that from like the 2018, 2017 class. And so it's kind of like this convergent of like these talent usually would have been spread out over the last couple of years, but it's coming to an end this year, which is very, very exciting because there's a lot of good players in that uh, watch list. And on the quarterback side alone, we went over last week, I think there was six or seven, uh, I think it was six of the top 10 that I had on that watch list. So the fact that I'm, we may be going to the senior bowl, which I will be attending in mobile Alabama in February. The fact that like six of my top 10 quarterbacks, potentially first round quarterbacks are going to be there this year is very exciting. If everybody remembers the senior bowl hasn't had, well, okay. I say this hasn't had a first round quarterback. Kenny Pickett counts as a first round quarterback and was at the senior bowl, but We haven't had a first-round quarterback class, you know, like Baker Mayfield was there, Josh Allen was there that year. They had both of those guys. So I'm hoping we can come back around and maybe have a year like that this year, which I'm very, very excited about. So if you haven't checked that out, follow Senior Bowl on Twitter and check out the watch list. I mean, there's a lot of good players in there that I'm probably not even covering that I need to, you know, be adding to the list because there were some definite names that I didn't know was eligible even to come out this draft. So I was pretty cool. It was pretty cool to see that little peek behind the curtain. All right. Today we were talking about running backs last year. If you'd asked me who was going to be the number one running back going into this class, I just said Travion Henderson from Ohio state. However, that is not how last season shook out. Trayvon Henderson took a step back. Mayan Williams from Ohio State took a step forward and kind of muddled up that backfield. So going into this class, it is not going to be Trayvon Henderson at number one. Instead, it is going to be Raheem Sanders from Arkansas. Now, if you 
ever seen Arkansas play. You know K.J. Jefferson, the quarterback, is kind of a, a, a mobile quarterback, I would say. And so it's kind of a good, like, back and forth with uh, Raheem Sanders. Raheem Sanders last year, 220 attempts, 1,400 yards, 10 touchdowns. Um, also caught 28 through the air, 270, two touchdowns through the air. I mean, 1,700 yards total, 12 touchdowns total. It was a magnificent season, and he is a very good power runner, but he's also very quick. He can get outside around the defenses and just turn on the burners and get to the end zone. I mean, we watched him play like Cincinnati last year. Very, very impressive. Um, he always – it feels like he always can get eight yards. If he doesn't get more than eight yards, he actually had a pretty good rep against Raheem Sanders. He's just very powerful. And his profile fits just that. He's 6'2", 225 pounds. That is literally like the perfect, perfect height and weight for running back coming into the league. I I mean, I just cannot gush over this guy enough. He is literally the best running back, I think, in this class. I, I I don't really have many notes, guys. I'm just letting you know. Raheem Sanders is the guy that you need to be paying attention to. Like, I, I mean, the last couple of years, I don't even – I mean, we can say that Bijan Robinson was a better prospect because he had better catching prowess. Um, I think he was slightly faster. I just – Raheem Sanders is just stronger to me. And the fact that, like, at Texas, when Bijan Robinson wasn't in there, Roshan Johnson came in, and he was also pretty effective. I mean, he ended up going in the – fourth or fifth round of the draft, which for a running back is actually not bad. I mean, that's still pretty good. And the fact that he was a backup running back and went behind Bijan and still got drafted to the Bears, which was pretty exciting, um, as high as he did, was a a testament, I think, to Texas's O-line and just showing. I don't think there – I mean, there's going to be three or four different answers to who the running back one is in this class. But for me, going into the season, it's Raheem Sanders and it's not close. Like, it really isn't. And I just think if you watch him play, if you I know Arkansas is kind of boring. It's a boring team. Um, Traylon Burks there was, you know, was there two years ago, which made it really fun for a little while. But Raheem Sanders is my guy. Like, this is my guy going into the season. I'm probably going to die on the hill that he should be the RB1 in this class. And I will not be surprised if he's the overall number one, non-super flex, mind you, but the overall number one. I mean, Marvin Harrison Jr. for wide receivers, which we'll get to, is probably the number one um, non-quarterback player in Superflex. But, like, Raheem Sanders definitely has a case to be made. 6'2", 220, please. Like, that is a perfect, perfect, uh, you know, clay to mold onto a team. So, I'm very excited about that. He is my running back one going into this class. And I think if you have a chance to watch an Arkansas football game this year, or at least look at the highlights because he's going to be all over him. His fingerprints are going to be all over this offense. Arkansas is going to have a good, okay season, but Raheem Sanders is going to be a very, very bright spot for that team this year. All right. On to number two, which was our number one last year. If we were doing a draft, if he was eligible for the draft, but that was Travion Henderson uh, from Ohio state. 5'10", 210 pounds, cannot completely, you know, go against that. The problem was last year, injuries. That is what hurt him. Um, There was several guys last year where, like, we went into the season thinking big things, 
and then an injury kind of took him out. JSN was another one for Ohio State. Actually, it's kind of funny. They kind of mirrored each other um, in that respect. Let's go back two years ago, though, first. So two years ago, he was a true freshman, 1,200 yards rushing, uh, 300 yards receiving. We're talking 1,500 total yards, 19 touchdowns for Travion Henderson um, at Ohio State. Um, it was incredible. I mean, that team, first of all, that team was just bonkers. It had C.J. Stroud, Garrett Wilson, Jack Smith and Jigba, Chris Olave, and Travion Henderson out of the backfield. Kind of a uh, murderer's row of talent there. Um, but then 2022 happened, and he got hurt. He only played in eight games. 500 yards, six touchdowns, 28 yards receiving, one touchdown. Wasn't wasn't what we were hoping to be. And so I go into the season with hope that 2021 was the real Travion Henderson. And last year was just an injury riddled season that is not going to be replicated in 2023. Um, He's going to have some competition because Mayan Williams is back. We'll get to him in a little bit because he is draft eligible as well. He's going to have some competition um, for that top spot, and he's got a new quarterback in Kyle McCord coming in. We don't really know. We're hoping for the best for this offense, but we don't exactly know what it's going to look like without C.J. Stroud in there. Maybe it's better. Who knows? I mean, C.J. Stroud was kind of up and down at times. Um, It was kind of funny to see C.J. Stroud in the Georgia game be very, very mobile because that's not at all what we had seen from him, Um, and we don't. I don't think Kyle McCord is going to be much of a runner, but at the same time, look, uh, things happen that I never expect in the NFL or in the NFL, oh, in college football. And so I, I guess we'll just see. I'm hoping for the best. Two years ago, he was spectacular. It looked like he was going to be easily the number one running back in this class and easily going to be a guy that we're drafting potentially in the first round of the NFL draft, much less number one overall in our rookie drafts. So hoping for the best for Travion Henderson, but I can understand the, you know, the holding him at arm's length because there is a little bit of an injury concern from last season. Hopefully this season he completely blows it out of the water and we don't even remember 2022 because it wasn't important. All right. On to number three. And that is Wisconsin's latest offering in Braylon Allen. So Wisconsin has kind of been known to give out these running backs that are end up being very, very good. Uh, think Melvin Gordon. Think Jonathan Taylor. So Braylon Allen is just the, the latest in that. He's 6'2", 238 pounds. Um, look, he is going to get in that end zone. There's nobody going to stop him. Last two seasons at Wisconsin, 1,200 yards in 2021, 1,200 yards in 2022, double-digit touchdowns both years, not much of a receiving threat. We're talking pretty strictly on the ground. Um, Last year, he did have 100 yards receiving, but that was, I mean, they don't really want him to do that. He is mainly a ground and pound. He is going to get that first down, whether you like it or not. I'm a huge fan of Braylon Allen going into this draft. I just... He doesn't really have a receiving profile, which in today's NFL is kind of a, a snafu, if you will, because you need to have a, you need to have that, I think, to be completely effective. Now, here's the thing: it's definitely something that you can learn. It's it's not something that is going to completely knock him off people's draft boards, 
And the fact that he is as good as he is already at running, um, I think just adding a little extra something. You know, like Nick Chubb wasn't necessarily a pass catcher in college, but when he got to the NFL, he has learned that trait a little bit. And that has made, you know, Nick Chubb the highest paid running back in the league right now. And I can't see why Braylon Allen can't also have a similar ascendance as that. Um, I do think he's going to go in the second round of the draft. I think he's a day two guy for sure. But look, you're going to get a Wisconsin running back. And these guys are always, I do think it's interesting now that I'm thinking about it out loud. Melvin Gordon had a huge contract dispute um, when he was at San Diego. He was at San Diego at that time, not LA. Um, And then also Jonathan Taylor for the Colts, also Wisconsin, also having a contract dispute. <laughs> kind of interesting how that's worked out. I don't think that is – I don't think they're in any way related. I just find it interesting that two Wisconsin guys have also had that uh, similar trajectory. But Braylon Allen, look, he's going to be a bulldozer. He's going to get in that end zone. And I think any team that adds him to their backfield – is going to have a very, very good back right away. I really hope he goes to a team. I know that we say this every year, but like the Chiefs, um, for example, I think Mahomes would love to have a guy like this. Honestly, I feel like the Bills would really like a guy like this. Can you imagine having Josh Allen not have to bowl his way into the end zone? You have a literal bowl in the backfield and Braylon Allen. I think that'd be very exciting. So kind of hoping he goes to a team like that and doesn't get put into a muddled backfield that he doesn't need to be in. But this is also a really good running back class, so I think there's going to be a lot of guys taken that um, are going to end up making some noise in the NFL. Um, Kind of excited for it. All right, on to number four. And this one is kind of interesting because I thought he could have come out this year. He did get injured during the season, which I guess affected his thought process a little bit, but I don't know. I still think he would have gone pretty high. I don't know if he would have gone much higher, and that is Blake Carum from Michigan. Um, look, this is going to be his senior year. That's a ding in a lot of people's books. Um, we have a joke on our podcast that or on offensive points podcast that Joe kind of hates when running backs get old. Well, this guy's already starting out at 22 years old, which I mean, not old to me, but old to some people. Uh, last year he had 1400 yards on the ground before he, before he got hurt, which given was only, he only missed two games. He missed the playoff game against TCU and the game before it, but 18 touchdowns on the ground. That's pretty darn good. I would not have expected that Blake Carum, not a huge receiving threat. He's never eclipsed 150 yards receiving in any of his three seasons so far. Um, but look, he has a nose for the end zone. He's a very good runner. I do think he's more of a, uh, grounded out kind of guy at least he was it felt like last year he did have some big runs i'm not trying to say he's not a big play threat but it does seem like he's a get me five yards get me four yards kind of guy and look that's helpful in the nfl i do think again kind of like braylon allen he's going to have to learn the receiving part of the job because that is a very important uh you know stat to have in your corner but I think he can do it, and he's also going to be eligible to go to the Senior Bowl, which I really hope he takes advantage of, A, selfishly, because I want to see him, B, 
Um, because I think he's going to have a lot more to show teams, especially after last season getting hurt and going back for your senior year, which as a running back is a bold move because I don't know how high he's going to go. was going is going to go this year being a senior. So I think going to the senior bowl is going to be, I do a lot for him. Um, just to do the measurables, he's 5'8", 200 pounds. Look, he's kind of undersized. He's not a 230-pounder, 6'2". He's not a behemoth. But still, he's an extremely good running back, and I cannot wait to see him in this Michigan offense this year. I think Michigan's in for a special season. Um, but I know Ohio State fans don't want to hear that, so we won't continue on. All right, on to number five who is Bucky Irving from Oregon. Um, he's coming. He came from Minnesota. He got stuck behind um, – oh, man, I forgot that guy's name from Minnesota. But he got stuck behind him. Mo Ibrahim. He got stuck behind him at, at Minnesota. Understandable. That guy was a cyborg. Still in the – he got in the NFL. He was undrafted, unfortunately. But he played like six years of college football, which is just bonkers for a uh, – Running back, anywho, goes to Oregon last season, has a thousand yards on the ground, five touchdowns, also has um, a good receiving profile, 31 receptions for 299 yards and three touchdowns. So, look, 5'10, 190. I think he is the shiftiest running back in the class. He is going to be the guy that makes, you know, the first guy miss all the time. I'm a huge fan of Bucky Irving. Um, and I think Oregon, another team that I'm very high on this year in the Pac-12, I think they have a very good chance of winning it. But I, I, I just – we need to see him do, like, one more thing. What that is, that can be up to you. But I would really like to see him become more of a focal point in the offense, I guess. It's kind of Bo Nix's world and everybody else is kind of living in it. It would be nice if – uh, Bucky Irving was able to carve out a nice uh, big role this year, which given last year, he was just kind of getting the lay of the land under Dan Lanning, kind of just getting to see. But I think he had a very explosive year last year. And I think that going into the draft, he's going to be a guy that I think GMs identify as somebody that they can utilize on their teams and make, you know, a potential offense around, which is very, very exciting. Um, so Bucky Irving at number five, number six, Michigan, we're going back to the Michigan double dip. This is Donovan Edwards, who before last year, I would have been like, who the heck is that? Well, he was the guy behind Blake Karam, six foot, 200 pounds, almost had a thousand yard season last year. Um, he was kind of the the one B to Blake Karam's one A. Blake Karam was the, still the number one guy there. I don't want to over, you know, undersell that, but Donovan Edwards was very, very, very good coming in in relief of Blake Crum. And when Blake Crum did eventually get hurt, Donovan Edwards kind of picked up right where he left off. He looked like a spectacular RB1, kind of opened, especially my eyes, to like Donovan Edwards is kind of the this year's Roshan Johnson a little bit. Like Blake Crum is not Bijan Robinson, but I think Donovan Edwards is that guy that's like behind him, like Roshan Johnson was behind Bijan Robinson. That we're like, oh, that, actually, that guy's actually really good too. And Donovan Edwards is that guy. Now, I'm going to be completely honest with you. There is a chance Donovan Edwards goes back to school um, this year. I, I, I get for his senior year to get 
kind of a separation, I guess, from Blake Karam. I think that might actually do wonders for him to do something like that. It remains to be seen if he does that or not. He might come out. This is his third year, um, so he has all the right to do that. I just want to know, wonder how good his stats are going to be stacked up against Blake Karam's this year and if that's going to negatively affect him in GM's eyes, you know, because if Blake Karam's out here getting 1,500 yards and Donovan Edwards is out here getting 1,000 yards, it's like, well, I kind of want to go with the better guy and maybe get you in the fifth or sixth round. I think Donovan Edwards would benefit a lot from maybe going back for another year. Honestly, if we're going to be completely honest, heart of hearts, Donovan Edwards was pissed when Blake Karam said he's coming back for his senior year. I am not right. That's a reckless speculation in my opinion, but at the same time, this was going to be Donovan Edwards backfield this year. He was going to be the one a, he was going to, this was going to be the Donovan Edwards show um, in Michigan. And then you have Blake Crum say he's coming back. Now, all the respect in the world, he didn't leave Michigan. He could have easily transferred away Donovan Edwards, but he's sticking with it. Might benefit him to come back for his senior year as well, but I hate that his, career was affected by the fact that Blake Corum came back to Michigan. So I'm excited to see him. Maybe he usurps Corum. That would be insane. And that would prove to everyone, including all the NFL GMs, that he is worthy of being in that spot. Okay. I realize I'm going to have to hurry this up because we're 21 minutes in and I've only made it through six. So we're going to do a rapid fire round here. All right. Next one on the list, number seven is Trey Benson from Florida State. Look, two years ago, he was in a three-headed backfield that I thought was going to be like college football's great what if. Like there was just so many guys there. I'm not even going to attempt. There's one guy's name I'm not even going to attempt. Treshawn Ward was the other guy there, but there was another player there that I cannot say the last name, so I'm not going to try it. But there was a a three-headed monster, and Trey Benson won out. Look. Trey Benson can be at the Senior Bowl this year. That would be very exciting. Florida State is in for a good old-fashioned, like, one-last-ride season. They have Jordan Travis, the quarterback, who's a senior. Um, Trey Benson, also a senior. And they have, like, Jaheim Bell, who came in from South Carolina. He's also a uh, senior. And Johnny Wilson, the six, seven, you know, cyborg of a player, at wide receiver, also a senior. So Florida State's in for a big year this year, and Trey Benson can only benefit from that. He's going to be a special player, I think, for Florida State. Cannot wait to see what he's able to do now that this backfield is solely his because everyone else transferred away. All right, on to number eight, Mayan Williams from Ohio State. Look, when Travion Henderson went down last season, Mayan Williams stepped in and said, you know what, This this is my backfield now. Uh, had 800 yards and 14 touchdowns. Kind of made everybody be like, who was the other guy that we had? I'm just kidding. Nobody forgot Travion Henderson. But Maya Williams had a spectacular season and one that I think stuck in a lot of people's minds is like, hey, this guy actually could be pretty good at the next level. So I can't wait to see that. Um, All right. On to number nine, and that is Mr. Jace McClellan from Alabama. Okay. I'm going to be completely honest with you last year. Jameer Gibbs at times did not look as good as Jace McClellan. Now, there were games where Jameer Gibbs looked way, way better than Jace McClellan. I'm just here to tell you there was games last season that made me think Jace McClellan's the starter, Jameer Gibbs backup. 
Now, Jameer Gibbs ended up going in the first round of the NFL draft. So, I mean, kind of, I guess the joke's on me. I don't know how that would work. But there, there's a chance Jace McClellan makes a huge, huge leap this season. Now, there's like five running backs in the Alabama backfield that could all make uh, a splash. So, I don't want to single him out. But, you know, there were times last season where I was like, you know what? He could be a guy. All right. <clears throat> number 10, Kendall Milton from Georgia. Look, anytime Georgia has a new number one running back, we're all going to say, who is that guy? And we're going to want to know who he is. Last year, he only had 500 yards. He was also behind people. Like, you know, this is going to be Kendall Milton's senior year. He's stuck it out and been there. Um, you know, but Kenny McIntosh was kind of the guy last year for them. And I don't, you know, He's kind of the third fiddle because Dijon Edwards is also there. And he's also draft eligible. We'll see. I, I, I'm. These are kind of the wait and see guys, which is what Kendall Milton is, kind of what Jace McClellan is. Also what our number 11 guy, Treshawn Ward, is. Coming in from Florida State, into Kansas State now, takes over for Deuce Vaughn. Um, he's got an opportunity ahead of him. He's got the talent. He's not as good as Trey Benson, but he's not worse than Trey Benson either, I guess, at the same time. That kind of contradictory, but not really because he's he's on that level. He can be that guy. We'll see how he picks up this offense uh, with quarterback Will Howard, and we'll just see what Kansas State can be this year. I think they're not going to be as good as they were last year, winning the Big Twelve, but I do think they can they can make some magic happen. All right, I'm going to speed through these last guys because there is a couple that I want to really get to. Uh, Will Shipley from Clemson. Look. Three years ago, we would have been like, Will Shipley is going to be the number two running back in this class. Uh, things have happened. That offense has been a dumpster fire the last two years. DJ uh, DJU didn't exactly inspire you know confidence in them, but I'm still I'm still on the Will Shipley train. I think he can get it back on tracks, and I I do think Will Shipley can be good going into the next level. Um, next on the list, Frank Gore Jr. from Southern Miss. Look, you know his dad. Frank Gore Jr. plays kind of like his dad, I would say. I, I, there's obviously – he's smaller than Frank Gore was. He is uh, not as big. He's 5'8", 185 pounds, but he's still a really good running back. Okay, just to kind of finish out these last couple names, we have Devin Neal from Kansas. I'm – Really excited for him. He's going to be a good running back. I don't know if he's going to get drafted necessarily, but I think he's he could could be good. Um, Alton McCaskill from Ohio, uh, from Houston was a five star running back at one point. Definitely had the chance to be a guy in the league. Um, hasn't really shown it just yet. And then another one I just want to mention is Kamar Wheaton from SMU. Look, he's bounced around all over the place. Kamar Wheaton's always been kind of one of those guys we've always wanted to see. Uh, him be as good as he is supposed to be. Uh, this is a good year at SMU to prove it because that offense is a high-flying offense, and I really hope he can show what he can do. All right, that's the running back preview. We've got more running backs. Believe me, there's a bunch more that I didn't even get to. Um, but I just want to kind of give a, a preview, a little, a little appetizer, a little wetting of the beak to some guys that we can pay attention to on this upcoming season. Um, look, there's college football this weekend. Please go watch it. 
please subscribe to the channel, subscribe to the YouTube at the IDP Army on Twitter. Or on, yeah, on Twitter, uh, follow us as well. Follow me at Ombre Vendor. Um, look, guys, college football is here. It's exciting. I cannot wait to share with the rest we got this season and uh, have a nice rest of your day. Watch college football. It's fun. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.